Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. City Podcast. Hey, welcome back. It's been a while since hello, been, hello. Since we've been here, uh, I think we put out the last podcast May thirty first. Um, so it's been a, things, things have happened. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've been we've recorded a podcast. Um, Hopefully you guys are still following along our uh, long-lived book um, of following the story. I hope you're still following the story. We are now on the last chapter of the book, so we're going to make it short and simple today. Um, just, you know, finish finish discussing kind of some of the ins and outs of what's going to help your haunt thrive um, and, and how to kind of wrap up the, the evening and wrap up your guest experience so they kind of get an overall an overall story, I guess. Um, Indeed. It's kind of been a while since I've been to a haunted house. Um, I usually work all haunt season. And so I don't really have time to go out and kind of venture into um, some, of, some of the surrounding haunted houses. I've been to a few. It's been a while. Um, I mean, you go through your own. Right. You know, but that's different. It, you're right. I go through it as a actor manager, trying, you know, as a training manager to make sure that my actors are living In up their to, effing scares. <laughs> yes. And living up to what they're supposed to be doing um, and making sure that they don't need anything or if they need suggestions that we're there to kind of help them with that. So I don't really get to go through um, as a guest really often and if I try to sneak through somebody always picks me out and it kind of is like no 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 just keep scaring just keep scaring I want to see what you guys are doing um, so it's it's been a while since I've been to the back end of a haunted house I guess um, coming out the end what it's like to go through the ups and downs and um, some of the things that people are doing now or aren't doing in terms of um leaving a a lasting impression on on their guests um i know we don't do some of these things but we do have we we do some of them i know haunts that don't do any of them i know haunts that go above and beyond and get extremely crazy with them um and so it's it's interesting to see what works and what doesn't work for one you know, works really well for the other and, and kind of vice versa. Um, I guess it all kind of depends on where you're at. Yeah. Location is definitely a, a big thing. Um, even, I mean, even here, like we have quite a few big haunts in Wisconsin and then just down the border, there's there's Chicago. And I mean, they have, some of the most amazing haunted houses I've ever been through. 
Um, there's a hunt that just recently purchased Joliet Prison. They're gonna oh. use, yeah, they're going to use the prison. That's the prison where John Wayne Gacy was held and oh, uh, died in. Yeah, so um, they're going to do they're going to do a prison. I don't know if they're going to do prison theme or if they're going to um, do something else with it. But I'm kind of I'm curious to know if they're actually going to open this year or. Um, you know, here's the thing, though. A lot of places like that, you, we don't know what the hell is going on. I know. Right now, and, right? And it's unfortunate, and we won't know until it gets later down the line. And I think a lot of it, a lot of that is just hurry up and wait. Wait until yeah, somebody really. says no. Um, Keep but, building your stuff until they tell us no anymore. Right. And then build for next year. Um, but that kind of, you know, it. there's a lot of uncertainty that's going on right now, but... I, I feel like we shouldn't quit with moving forward because, yeah, you're going to put all this time and money into some of these things and, you know, you might be told that you can't open, but what if you can? And then you didn't put any effort in and now you can't open because you have nothing or, you know, you have a shitty year because you weren't able to do your advertising or get your marketing out there, which... um kind of brings us to the the first part of of this last chapter which I kind of wish they would have put first but I also kind of understand why they put it last um because you know you you still need your story ending you still need you still need to build on it you still need to you know you you got to have that blast off. You got to have the twist. It's like a roller coaster. The twists, the turns, the ups, the downs, um, the the climax. You know, the big drop, the you know the the big loop or whatever, and then you you pull into the station and and you're done. Um, and so that kind of brings us back to the three M's: the marketing, the merchandise, and the munchies. Because who doesn't like munchies? Um, Bro, when I'm nervous or upset or anything, I like to snack. <laughs> Like, I'm an anxiety I mean, it's probably, not, it's probably not a good idea for me to be having munchies as, like, a patron running through these places. Because, like, if I have a coffee or somebody, something, somebody comes up to scare me, I'm sorry, bro, but you're getting coffee <laughs> in the face. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> um, but I like to I'm, – I'm a stress eater, and I don't really get scared yes. very often in haunts. But every once in a while, you know, you're, a new haunt – you go through a new haunt because most of the ones that I'm, like, eh, whatever are ones that I've been through numerous times. Nothing's changed, like – and it's just becoming a, well, let's go to see what's changed kind of thing. But some of these newer haunts where it's just like, hmm, who's going to get me? <laughs> it makes me nervous. And, and I like I like to munch when I'm nervous. And so um, I think that's, equal, that's that's equally shitty when like the the, the haunt haunters know who you are. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> hey, I remember you from last year. Come here, douchebag. <laughs> right. For real. Um, but I think having food and 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 drinks are are important especially it's an for, essential part really it is because if people even, are going to be spending a lot of time there you exactly. want them to be able to eat um especially if you're in a place that's like a haunt that lasts a long time for instance for us last year we were open from 10 a.m to midnight you damn right we have food 
Right. And see, like, we're only open from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. because we have a lot of minors that work for us and curfews and things like that and jobs and, you know, people have work and stuff like that, which I get. Um, What's But... <laughs> um, but it's kind of like, it's kind of one of those things where if you have a long wait time, if you have a kind of, you know, a, a long haunt for people to go through and you want people to be there, but you feel bad that people are waiting, offer them something, you know, rent a food truck, get one of your local food trucks, one of, you know, get a local business, support local. It's not only going to help keep your guests happy that's extra advertising Ooh, thunder it's extra advertising um it you know the food truck is going to advertise hey this weekend and only this weekend i'm at this place here's mm. here's new specials here's um you know here's limited time offers discounts things like that and they're also going to bring people in um your guests are going to have something to munch on. You are going to have extra advertisement that you don't necessarily have to pay for. Which, I mean, yeah, you're paying for the truck, which in turn means you're paying for the advertisement. But it's kind of it kind of comes full circle. Your guests, but you know, in. sometimes sometimes some of those trucks like they'll go in with no issues. They'll be like, yeah, sure, let's do this because you know, honestly, when you think about it. Like, they're going to want that extra business, too, and they'll jump right on that shit. Right. Like, we went to an event in Chicago, and we had the best tacos. Or what did we even have? We had empanadas or something. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. And then he asked, do you want a Mexican Coke? And we were like, what is that? It's just a glass bottle of Coke. Or Mexican <laughs> Coke? It wasn't a Jaritos? No, it was, it, was a, it was a Mexican Coke. And we looked at each other. We were like, I don't know what that is. I'm guessing it's just the difference. It, the, the only di- it comes in a glass bottle. That's literally well, all it is. Some places like, they oh. give you more sugar. Well, the glass bottle has the it's got the natural sugar in it. So there's that. Um, but you know, if if you're a haunt that sells alcohol, there are some out there um, where they have yes. like. I know in the story, you know, if you read the book, the the ongoing story is that that vault. The, the old mm-hmm. bank that got turned into into oh, part of a haunted house. Well, the very beginning, you know, they they have the, that party. They do the, the ball or, or the get-together or whatever, and they have stories and characters interacting with guests. And, you know, something like that would be good to have, like, cocktails. You know, you have a cocktail party in the era, and then you have your cocktails named after, you know, haunted house-specific th- theme. Well, you know, some of these places, like it's it's not an uncommon thing for for um, attractions like this, or you know, whatever you want to call them, to have a beer gardens, right? Like we had one, oh, yeah. we always have one every year. We have a beer gardens, right? And like we'll go in, we won't screw around too much with the people in the beer gardens because you know that's just bad juju's. But like we'll walk in there, and, you know, sing, kind of like, hey, how's it going? You know, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you, you should totally. If you're going to sell alcohol at your thing, um, do something with a theme of some sort. Right. Of it, well, right? and do it responsibly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't have, was... have like a, a two drink limit or, uh, you know, you get one drink with your ticket and then you can purchase an additional one or whatever. Uh, 
that one's a little harder for us. I don't think we've ever done like a limit to how much you can drink. Um, but like, yeah, we, we definitely watch people that are like, you know, well, yeah. being belligerent, right? Obviously, you know, well, if you and... hear it through the comments, you know, <laughs> this guy's been a butt munch. We're like, okay, yeah, watch him. Right. Well, and I feel like, you know, a lot of people come drunk anyway because they come from Halloween parties or whatever. Um, but I feel and like offering it. Well, I feel like offering it, you should really limit. Not so much places, like, that have other things attached to them. Um, but, like, you know, your mom and pop haunted house, where it's just a haunted house, there's nothing else. I feel like if you're going to offer, you really need to be careful and make sure that you're not letting your yes. guests become belligerent and wasted before they even get to the haunt. You also don't want them to really stick around too much afterwards, unless they're going to pay to go through again. Um, yeah, if the, if the customer's paying to go through like a, a bunch of times, screw it. Just run with it because, I mean, in the end of, end of the thing, it's making you money. However, yeah, you don't want the person to just sit around and kind of just walk around the grounds like a dingus. Right. And I feel like that's where you kind of run into your, um, like your, your outside actors, making sure that they're kind of pushing people towards the parking lot and telling them nicely to GTFO. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, well, as so going on to like the merchandising and stuff like that. Um, that's another big thing that I find. Um, you, you should be doing with your haunts. Your merchandise should reflect what's going on with your with your stuff, right? Um, you're not gonna have like, for instance something to do with like a graveyard and zombies and your merchandise is going to be freaking ponies you know like right. make like, your stuff work make sure that your shirts are are theme related that you want everything to match you also want people to go home with a souvenir it doesn't necessarily have to be anything fancy but you know if you just throw a logo on there with your name you know some people might buy that as a souvenir especially your like people that do haunted houses like you know your reviewers your your um dedicated customers things like that they're gonna buy oh yeah your 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 shirts that have your logo on them and your name and things like that it doesn't matter how cool you make it or you know what kind of picture you put on it it's still kind of a generalized hey this is my haunt this is the name of it yada 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 I think it's a really cool idea to get shirts that look like your character's costumes. It'll, yeah. I think it'll, it allows your guests to immerse themselves into that character. And they it makes of, your it makes your characters, like the people who play the characters, feel awesome too. Because it, it's almost like feeling like a celebrity. Right. You know? There's yeah. people that would come through our houses and like they would find... They, there's a few that found me. There's a few that found you know, my buddy Patches and stuff like that. And that they, they would call you up through a crowd. Right, they point right at you like, Dude! and you're like, "Hi," oh, you know. Right. Well, <laughs> so and stuff I think, like that makes a big difference. I think they're more attractive. People are going to look at Why, something that <laughs> people are going to look at something that is standoutish. So, you know, if you have a clown theme haunt, having you know, like an old school shirt that has, you know, has an old school, um, have a big top on it. 
Well, that you can do a big top like on the back or even like character costume. You can do like a ragged print of the front of a clown outfit with, you know, the balls, the little pom-poms on the front and yeah, yeah. like what looks like tears and blood and stuff coming on it. And people are going to be like, yo, where'd you get that shirt? And hello, free advertising. It's not, f I mean, it's free as in somebody, somebody's going to pay you to advertise for you. That's and that's something that you should really take advantage of is putting something cool on a shirt that's going to attract people. Yeah, you're gonna spend a little bit of money in the in the beginning to produce the shirts. It's inevitable. You gotta spend money to make money. No well, ifs, yeah. ands, or buts about it. Um, but if you put something into a shirt where somebody buys it that has come through the haunt, because one, the shirt attracted got their attract you know, their attention, they're like, Hey, I like that shirt. Let me buy it. They're going to spend the money if it's something that they're super interested in, like the costumes. Um, mm -hmm. Or even if it's just a picture, if you can get like a like an, a painting of one of your main actors and put that on on a shirt. You know, it's going to it's going to it's attention grabbing. And they're going to be like, "Hey, I want to buy that shirt." Somebody, you know, they're going to wear it around town. Somebody's going to see it and be like, "Hey, I like that shirt. Where'd you get it?" And they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I got it at Soul Reaper's Haunted House." That's cool. You know, it's, actually, it. like, it's, it's funny you said that because there's like there's a hoodie that we had that we sold. Um, it's not like particularly a, like reflects the haunt, but it kind of does. So it basically um, it's a on the back of it, it has what looks like a Jason mask, Ooh. right? But it's the eyes say you're next, and the mask is made up of like random names. See, that's cool. That's attention. That's okay. cool. And like people see that. I'm going to need you to send me one of those. If we get it this year, I'll send one out. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I like I like that stuff. I have a lot of haunt shirts. Spooky I have, shit. I have a shirt from my very first haunted house. Like legit haunted house. Not like I did a bunch of like haunted school stuff at, at school. Like the haunted gym. Stuff like that. But my first haunted house, my dad actually printed the shirts and the haunting of forest school that is the first haunted house that i ever worked in it was put on by the jc's and i still have that shirt i was 13 i was 13 years old i still have it i don't think i own anything from when i was 13 but hey <laughs> by the way. i think that's the only thing well no i do have a um wisconsin bell shirt from fifth grade that i still have that I still fit it. Wow. Ow. Yeah, and it's not like it's not cold or anything like that or anything. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, people hold on to. Those Isn't that the style that these days to make your shit all holy? Sure. <laughs> um, I think another. So I think another cool souvenir is, and we were kind of talking about this uh, before we started, is um, themed photos. Having photo ops yes in your queue line or after you know you want to make it as they're coming in waiting you don't want it to do you don't want to put any a lot of that stuff afterwards because people are going to linger now if you want to you know if if part of coming out of your haunt is coming through a gift shop or coming back through the ticket booth then having those things afterwards is okay because they're coming through a place where they're going to stop and shop um mm -hmm. But I think having little setups and themed photos in your queue lines or as they're coming up before the ticket booth. So 
you know, you have actors out there interacting with them, getting in photo ops, but also you can turn it into a scene from inside the haunt. Take a take a room, take your take a, a specific room. And or you can of, have, you can even have a place where it's like a designated spot to do it. Right. Um, we have guys that do it at our haunt, and like, you know, they they have their actors will run around within that kind of small vicinity where they are, and they get to run around and kind of kind of roam and do their thing. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, like also teach your actors that like people are gonna want to take pictures with you as a memento. That's also advertisement in itself as well because people like. Hey, where'd you? Who, who's that person? And be like, oh, it's this person from from this from this place, right? They'll say it's Abel from Screamfest, right? And I've had people come up to me and take pictures with me, and it's cool. And honestly, it it really helps the actors feel awesome. It it gives the place advertisement, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, if you have a spot where it's a specific place where you're doing your your pictures, or whatever, you can still have random, like, for instance if a customer comes in and they're like, Hey, I want this. I want to take a picture with you guys, blah, 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 blah. However, I want to have a picture with, you know, with madam, right? Most, not most of the times they're able to call you guys and be like, Hey, can you guys come over for a shot? You know? Yeah. I've had people pull me out. Of, Cause like last year I was at the end of, I was the very last room of our last house. I've had people pull me out of the haunt to take pictures, reviewers, things like that. Um, which I think is really cool, but uh, themed photos kind of our queue line. The way our queue line is set up is so we are at a county fairgrounds, so we use some of the like show barns. And one of our queue, <laughs> our queue line actually goes through. I think it's a goat barn. I don't actually know what kind of animals are in there, but the the like railings are super low. So, like, something like that, we could open up a space and put, you know, decorate it like a theme. Like, the bedroom, for instance. We could build a bed and, you know, put some clothes out there or whatever. And people can actually immerse themselves into into an actual scene that is in our haunt, but without actually, like, being in there. And, you know, they can take pictures of, of those kinds of things. Or, like... Um, what? if you have like a do- if you have an insane insane asylum, putting a doctor's chair in there and having an outside character who's in a straitjacket be in there to take pictures, like I think an interactive photo thing, um, it's themed, it it it's part of your story, which is important, but it also mm-hmm. gives your your customers a chance to and to actually physically immerse themselves into something that you've built. And take pictures and then have uh, this, you know, this memory to be like, hey, look, I, you know, I took a picture with this dude in a straitjacket. He pretended to tie me to a chair, whatever. So I think that's kind of another like little memento. Um, If you wanted to, what we were talking about was, uh, um, you know, like the roller coaster pictures. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) I think that would be really cool. I know there are some haunts that do that. Um, where they they come, you know, you come around a corner and you get scared and it takes like an action shot of you. Um, I think it would be really cool to do something like a screen box. You have, you know, you we have a screen box in our dark maze. You do a screen box, you know, you, you come around the corner, there's a screen box. One, it's dark. And you, you hit the screen box and it screams really loud. The first time I ever went through, 
the first time I ever saw it in there, it scared me because it, one, I didn't know they put it in there. And oh, two, no. I wasn't expecting it. But I didn't like I didn't like get scared. I kind of stopped and I was like like I jumped a little bit like I was startled, but then I stopped and I was like, "Who the fuck is in here screaming like that?" Like who who is that? You can come out. I want to know who you are. And I'm like, <laughs> what? There's nobody. I like walked further. I was like, okay, well, there's nobody in here. And then the person that I was going through came, uh, the other actor trainer came from behind me and, and it screamed. And I stopped. I turned around. And I said, son of a bitch, they put a screen box in here. It scared. It scared the hell out of me. Like, it's brilliant. But I feel like a place like that. You know where it's super dark. You put the screen box in, and you have the the photo automatically cue as right after that. So you yeah. get pictures. One, you're gonna blind people because the flash is really bright. Two, it's gonna scare them because they're not gonna know what the heck it is. And three, you're gonna get some really good candid shots of your guests going through. Um, oh man, are you without having to worry about having a camera guy in there or giving out individual like body cams for people to wear you don't have to worry about people stealing things like that um but i think that that i think that would for be a good laugh too let's be real it, it take really it back to marketing make... you can you know you can have part of your ticket any photos taken within the haunt can be used for commercial use yada yada, yada. you release the right to whatever the the media thing is um yep if you can pull it off do it <laughs> And then you can for some use, good right, you can use those as advertisement. Like I've seen some really funny ones. Like holy shit, people like you get people peeing their pants in action in a still frame, and it is the greatest thing ever. It is absolutely hilarious. I, I mean, that's that, that's gold right there. <laughs> Liquid gold, literally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, before before we finish this up, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Um, listen to these ads from our sponsors. We'll be back. We'll be back after these messages. Hey, listeners of the Morgan City Podcast. This is Scott Swenson, Chief Creative Officer and owner of Scott Swenson Creative Development and the host of A Scott in the Dark, periodic podcast for haunters. I just wanted to give a special shout-out to my friends at the Morgue City Podcast because they just bought my new book, Follow the Story, the foundation of every great attraction. I understand they're going to be talking about it on the show. So listen up, and hopefully you'll get some useful information. If you'd like to get a copy of Follow the Story or any of my other books, please visit my website, scottswenson.com slash books. Or you can find them on Amazon. Now, back to the Morgue City Podcast. Are you itching to add some flair to your scare? Well, look no further with Dental Distortions. They take pride in making your character complete with a full line of high-quality grade FX teeth. They have it all, from clowns, zombies, hillbillies, to even vampires. They're a one-stop shop for all your special effects needs. Visit DentalDistortions.com. For all your character needs today. Hey guys, it's Amanda Revenge Haunting here, and don't change that dial because you are listening to the Morgue City Podcast. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
The Morgue City Podcast is broadcasting to you from the Mostly Dead Studios, where you can find everything from foam latex prosthetic masks to vampire fangs. Visit them today at MostlyDead.com. Hi, Deadheads. This is Alexa, the voice of all your favorite Amazon devices, and you are listening to my favorite radio show, The Morgue City Podcast, now available on Amazon. This is Madam Mortician, and you're listening to The Morgue City Podcast. Alright guys, welcome back. Hello, hello. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, before we left, we were talking about um, food, because everybody likes food. Everybody likes snacks. <laughs> and, Don't lie, you all like it. And t-shirts, merch, um, that, you, that you should really think about selling to your crowd and making sure that it's really appealing for, for them to purchase uh, free advertisement. You can't beat that. And I mean, um, really, who doesn't want to eat mini donuts? We're getting the shit scared out of them. I love oh donuts. I never thought about donuts. That sounds mini donuts, bro. Can never go wrong with mini donuts. All right. So the last, the last M or the first M, however you want to look at it, um, of the three M's is is marketing. And I know we've talked about a lot of this in the other episodes of of that we've talked about the book in. Um, and with with everything that's going on, a lot of people are kind of hesitant to push forward and do a lot of their marketing because they don't want to put all this effort in only to not open up again um, come October and then have to wait until next year to see where we're at with whatever the heck is going on. But I still think it's a really good idea to start your pre-event marketing now, January. You should have started in January. Um, you know, March at the latest, get things out there. Um, I know one of the the things in the book was that um, part of that that bank, uh, their very first post of the year to kick off their season was a picture of a finger over the lip over a pair of lips, and the caption was just "shh," and that was it. And it was enough. Like- that'll get people talking man right it was enough for people to go what is happening and it got people's attention um and then you i mean you slowly want to start leaking information and bits and pieces of your story here and there um you know that that same haunt with the bank fault they actually used the facebook page as um as a storyteller and their posts in, consisted of um, poorly worded phrases or words, no punctuation, no capitalization, anything like that, to kind of tell the story of these spirits spirits that are, are lingering around in this vault. Um, and it turned into the silent voices of of the haunt, essentially, these characters. This is where they were able to, to be heard and tell their stories. And I think that's really important because that's that builds that builds your story. So when people come to your haunt, they kind of already have an idea of what's going on. 
and Ooh. I don't I don't know if it's just me or if other people think like this, but you start to when you when you read those things you start to create this imagination you know you, you make and build the story who are the characters what do they look like what are they wearing and then you actually you know you spend all that time reading these posts and being immersed in these stories that they're posting that when it comes time to go through the haunt and actually experience what the person that's been putting these things out has portrayed you kind of get to put somebody else's story in with your story, yeah, sometimes it has some disappointments. Other times it's better than what you were imagining. And you can kind of merge them together and create this this story that just goes above and beyond than, you know, past what you've been reading on Facebook or hearing on the radio or things like that. Um, and so it's it's kind of interesting, you know, to, to do things like that and then you're doing all of this before the season even arrives. Like you're you're putting all of this this work into your social you know, your social media, your your pre event marketing for your, your customers to build on. And when they arrive at your front door, they have created a story that now they're only going to add to. And I think that's re- I think that's really, really important. Um and and it allows you to to kind of use your pre-story for the months before you open and then tell your story as people are walking through you so you're not having to sit there and try to figure out how do i tell the beginning of the story or the backstory before the story in a shorter period of time you've already built that now you get to just build on it through through the house um and i think that's super important I agree. You okay over there? I heard you coughing. Yes. Dry throat. (laughs) It's not Corona, I swear. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think you kind of took care of all of it. Um, The marketing for it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It really doesn't, right? Like you were saying, you know, something as simple as, you know, the finger (laughs) over the lips thing. That could could do something, right? Um, I know with us... We throw up like they're like little banners, I guess. We they they get thrown up around the city and stuff like that, you know. Like we put up quite a bit of like visual kind of advertisement and stuff, right? And not necessarily saying like hex or screenfest or whatever that crap we're running with the name of, but like <laughs> it's just something along those lines. And very very little at the bottom, you'll see something about it. Right, and they'll be like, oh, you know. Yeah. It's something very simple. It's it's as, all it has to do is just draw the customers in, right? Uh, agreed. And I think it's also important to include your your main characters. Give give mm. your customers a face to find. You know, as they're walking through, they hit your climax, and they're like, "Oh shit, I know all about that dude." And then they see the show, they get to experience the show, and it just intensifies all the things that they build up. And mm. and I think that's I think that's super super important. Um, you know, same thing. It I feel like this the you know first impressions are everything anywhere. Mm. You know, you go into a grocery store. Does is it dark? Is it damp? Does it smell? Is it inviting? Is it kind of gloomy? Is it messy or is it clean? 
is it a place that you're going to continue to shop or is it some place you want to avoid? Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with clothing stores. I know for me, I don't want to go into a clothing store that has clothes all over the floor. Okay, well, what are their cleaning procedures? <laughs> what are their cleaning procedures? Do they sweep them off the floor very often? Like, those are the things that that I think about when I go into stores. And is it a place that I want to return to? Like, am I constantly going to be wondering if, you know, somebody stepped in dog crap and a, a t-shirt that I bought, you know, laid in it, or it was picked up but it was never cleaned properly. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like first impressions really are everything. Um, I mean, okay. So, just it just throws me off because it's like, yeah, you do have to be clean. And especially now with everything going on, but it's like, it's really weird to do it. It sounds weird to me at a haunt, you know, because we're meant to be like grody well, no, that and was just, scary. That was just an example. That was just an example. <laughs> <laughs> but like, first impressions are everything. You, okay, you drive up to a haunted house. Is it lit up? Are there people? How busy are they? You know, what kind of concessions do they have? What is your experience before the queue line, during the queue line? And, you know, those kinds of things are, are what makes a first impression. If you, you know, you drive up to a haunt, there's no outside lights on, or there's one, you know, there's a small sign with a light on it. Uh, your, your queue line is, you know, there's no interaction. There's nobody standing in it. You're just kind of standing there. There's no, there's nothing there. You're going to have. Make them want to come in. <laughs> it's right, not that hard. Them. You know, Hansel and Gretel, tur- make them Hansel, you know, Hansel and Gretel them, turn into the, the nice old lady that turns out to be a witch and eats the boys and girls, like. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why this is, this is something that's to be brought up. This, this, this is something that should be common sense. You want your customers to come in, right? You want them to, like, to, to, to want to spend the, the time and the money and enjoy themselves, right? Right. If you're just if you're gonna have a haunt where it's I mean okay yes granted I know we're supposed to be dark we're supposed to be spooky we're supposed to be, you know like really like ominous and shit I get that but like if there's nothing to invite the customers in to invite your guests in really it's it's you're not gonna have a good time it's gonna suck it's gonna be quiet and I I think that also goes to say that you know yeah you want it to be scary mm-hmm. but keep your scares. Keep your big focus scares inside of your house. Because I... And you see it all too often. It's fun. Everybody likes to do it. Before your guests have even bought tickets. You, you know, your actors, your, your queue line actors or your outside actors are already putting on a show for them. And the ones that are super scared that are kind of on the fence, you, you know, your inner instinct is like, get them. But that's a first impression. Mm-hmm. That also that also pushes away profit because people aren't going to want to go through. They can't even make it to the ticket booth. Invite yeah, have one in. of your. If you're going to have someone that that that's running around like out there, don't don't have one of the crazy guys to you know right. <laughs> jump have out there. Somebody that's inviting yet creepy gives a chill but doesn't push people away because that's also a first impression. If you're scaring your actors. Or your your if your actors are scaring your customers before they even have a chance to pay, they're losing you profit. 
they're giving away your show before it's paid for. And I know that's a horrible thing to say, but you also don't you don't want to lose that profit. You don't want to lose that impression. You're you're not affording them the chance to even have that first impression because they're too fucking scared to even buy a ticket. Once they buy their ticket, fair game. They have paid for the show. Give them the show. <laughs> Kick their ass. Go ham. <laughs> um, they have, you know, they they have paid for the show, and I think I think this is a good spot for a spooks character. Mm, um, mm. Somebody who's responsible. You have a character that's responsible for your outreach. You know, you have your public appearances, your your conventions, your um, your meet and greets, things like that. Places that you're selling tickets, you have them there. These are scary characters, but they're more of they're a, like people, people person. They're, that's they're what it more is. realistic. They're it's they they build suspense, uh, but they don't. They don't diminish it. They they don't tear it down. They make people want more. Um, but it's also somebody that is able to live in the real world. You know, if you have a... If you're doing vampires and things like that, your, spokes char- your spooks character should be, you know, maybe it's um, a charismatic vampire who draws people in by being charming. And tells them the whole history of the house down to the silverware, and then turns and you know they reach a certain part of the house and turns into this you know mean monster who nobody thought was capable capable of actually killing somebody. That's a good spooks character. They're able to immerse themselves into public without super standing out because you know a monster with boils all over its face and ten legs is going to stand out like a sore thumb and it's not realistic people are going to be afraid and want to take pictures but it doesn't bridge that gap between what's real and what's fake which is what these spooks characters are supposed to do they're supposed to bridge the real and the fake you have a real person talking to you somebody that you can relate to they're charming Yet mysterious, they give you the information, but they're not complete. basically keep your, keep your keep your chainsaw wielding psychopaths within the attraction and have some of the more <laughs> nicer people on the outside of you right. know. But, have like they're not going to send me out there and be like, Abel, can you go bring some people inside to the scare, please? <laughs> That's a see, bad like, idea because you know I'm going to rip up that chainsaw like a son of a bitch. <laughs> see, like my character as as the queen. Um, that's. <laughs> That's who, that's, or I have an actual name, but that's in the works and it might change. But, uh, you know, the the queen or mom, as a lot of my actors call me, um, in, and, in and out of the haunt, um, that would be a character that you could send out into public to have her interact with the crowd. She's not a scary character. She can be. But her main purpose is to converse and demand and punish and, you know, have have dialogue. Um, Which is funny that you say that because almost everything I've seen of you as, like, your character, you're it's always a screaming picture. So... The fact that you're like, oh yeah, she's really nice and whatnot. I'm like, going, really, what fucking world are you in? She really, I mean, 
I don't ever scream as as a character. <clears throat> Which I is, mean, I dropped, stopped trying to scream. Let's be real. Um, well, I don't. I don't ever. I don't scream anymore. My character is a dialect character. I yell, and I use a very boisterous voice, but I don't. A lot of my um, a lot of my conversation is actually whispering. Yeah, that's the thing too. I've noticed that too. That's that's. I've stopped trying to do like the whole like growl kind of metal scream kind of thing right from across the house. I can't do that. I'm old, to you now, decrepit. I can't do that shit anymore. And if anything, I just come up to you behind your ear and go, "Soy el diablo," you know. That seems to be way more fun. Well, and you don't need to be loud to be scary. That's the thing. You don't need to be. You don't have to be loud. Breaking Sometimes, down somebody's inner circle from their inner bubble is just as easy by whispering as it is by being loud. And it's I'm more not fun. even talking at all. It's more fun. <laughs> oh, indeed. indeed. Because you get to break into that bubble. Um, <clears throat> not that we're going to be able to do that anymore, but. Well, we'll yeah. see what happens because I mean it's going to be an interesting year. I think it's going to be a lot of um, a lot of learning, a lot of a lot of learning. Training. I mean, it's not a, a lot of the the vets even they're going to have issues because you know we're taught from pretty much you know the second you go onto the grounds that like Invade you want to really face. screw with somebody, get right in their effing face. Yep, you know, you we that's that's the main focus of all of our training is in you know invading the person personal space but keeping a respectable distance so you're not like because a lot of our actors are young teenagers so we want them to be able to get into that space but not invade the space enough that um jeopardizes their safety now i have to sit here and create a curriculum that is completely opposite of what we've spent all last year breaking some of these newer people out of their shells which we saw a lot of people break out of their shells and it surprised the hell out of a lot of us um uh, some some of the people that were just that just blossomed but now we have to take those people that built that confidence up and tell them sorry you can't do that anymore here's a new way and they have to rebuild it but i think the nice thing about that is it's going to teach them a new scare technique where they don't necessarily have to be in somebody's face to get a scare, and I think that's so valuable, so so valuable. <clears throat> well, see, um, the other thing I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on top of it real quick is, as well, also you're, I think it will make a difference if you make your or not make, but like get your actors to wear masks and stuff and like you know certain gear, so you can still get relatively close to them, right? It will make a difference. Oh yeah. Right. A lot I mean, of it is going to be... We have a lot of makeup-based characters, and so I think a lot of um, this season is going to be silicone masks, unfortunately. Yeah, like, or basically... Or, or things like that. Like, it's it's going to really <clears throat> change some a lot of how some people have um, built their characters, and I think a lot of people are going to struggle with that. Even the veterans that have been in the, the industry for years... Um, you know, the, I think a lot of them are going to struggle with it, and I, I really hope that nobody gets discouraged with it. I, I really feel like this is something we, we could talk about in our next episode. And, yep, and that's what we're going to do because we are we finished the book. We're done talking about this book. We can put it back on the shelf yeah! and blow the dust off it again next year. Um, 
and take four months to do it <laughs> and take four months to do it yes all right guys thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for listening and continuing to show your support we appreciate it we see the numbers going up every day and i uh i know i can speak for everybody here and say we, a big we big thank you and we love you uh we're gonna try to put out more podcasts more often um, and they're going to get juicier and juicier. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Spreaker, Spotify, all your favorite platforms. And I hope you guys have a good night. See you later. Laters.